TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Hi, guys, and welcome to Surf Memphis, a podcast where we let strangers sleep on our couch and show them in your city. I'm here in the <laughs> OM Network with Carly Bensavinga. Hello. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? We are joined today by our two couch surfing guests, Lindsay. Hi, girl. Yes, hello. And Clay. Hello. Clay has his own <laughs> podcast, which we'll get to talking about in just a little bit. But uh, just as we were coming into the studio, I said, guys, we're going to have a little life update. So my life update is that I ate absolute <laughs> shit on my bike the other day. Uh, I just wanted to say that the entire left side of my body hurts. I flew over the handlebars. And if you live in Memphis and you like biking, please don't bike on the trolley tracks because they'll get you. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. So that's my life update. Oh, man. Do you guys have a life update? I do. What's your life update, Lindsay? I'm super excited about it. Okay. So um, we recently went to this art festival. It's an earth art festival in Austin. And it's kind of hippie. And you go (laughs) and there's all like, I don't know, there's rock balancing things all over the place. And art that people have created out of like shells they've found in the river or like um, sticks or whatever. It's just you walk around and like the sand is sculpted or whatever. It's so cool. It's so cool. Have you ever encountered like a rock sculpture in the wild? That's what I'm trying to do. Well, I've seen them and I think I like the idea that we as humans have sort of never talked about it, but we all don't mess with them. Right. You know what I mean, have you ever come across one while hiking, guys? Yeah. yeah. And you do not touch it. You yeah. If you touch it, it I yeah. feel like you'd get cursed from like Mother Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ones that you find when you're hiking are actually cairns. They're to mark the trail. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so they're not really art. They're more. It's, Everything is art with the right yeah. attitude. There we go. So true. Trees art are art. The utility. I really yeah. liked that life update. Thanks. I So I've made a couple on this little trip that we've been <gasps> doing and left them in different places, which I've never done before. So I'm so excited about it. Have you made one in Memphis yet? Yeah. <gasps> Where? Right. It's right by the Mississippi River. Okay. Okay, that's long. And so it's made out of sticks. <laughs> it's made okay. out of sticks. Yeah. So now I got to decide yeah. where along the Mississippi River I think that our couch surfers would be trekking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little hmm. treasure hunt. We'll have. Yeah, we have to find it. Well, we had to swim across to Mud Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Very intense. As we've talked about on the podcast, please, nobody swim across to Mud Island. <laughs> you might not make it. <laughs> that's a great life update, Clay. Do you have a life update? I don't, but I'm going to update her update. Okay, that's cool. The festival wasn't in Austin. It was actually in Llano, Texas, Uh, which is about an hour and a half outside of Austin. So good update. updating her update since I don't have an update. I'm so sorry. (laughs) My phone started going off like uh, this isn't the seventh time I've done this. (laughs) And I should have known better. I apologize to everybody. It is okay. Carly, what's your life update? My life update is I just got off of a visit from my mom. Um, yeah, you did. And you went yes. to Arkansas for the first time. That is not true. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I've gone to Arkansas with you twice. <laughs> and I went to... But what was really interesting about... <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just like... There's no time like the first time. It's so, so. funny because I was joking with you earlier that you have sh- short-term memory loss. And now that's like completely proving it because pretty much like since I've lived in Memphis, oh. I'm pretty sure we even went to Arkansas one time. Anyway... 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, my first trip to Arkansas was actually like an alternative spring break trip five years to the date that I was just in Arkansas. Oh, really? Yeah. And we went to that like bridge right at the, <laughs> at the memorial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So now uh, my client likes to call me on Facebook, and now she's calling Carly. <laughs> she, can't, she can't get a hold of me. She's which is so she's, funny. She's trying to find us, and oh my god, that is really funny. Okay, anyway, but so anyway, so yeah, we were at the same like bridge that I remember, like rolling down these hills when I was 20 years old at the Clinton Presidential oh, I Center. Actually, know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, and then I went to Whole Hog Cafe, which I also had eaten at five years earlier. And, uh, yeah, I did go to Hot Springs for the first time. And then I found out that our couch surfers were actually in Hot Springs the same exact time as me, which is really weird and bizarre. <laughs> but they seem they did, like, more camping. And I, st- I actually stayed at an Airbnb. Right. It was run by this, like, seven-year-old lady. We stay at Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when traveling with your, your mom, mom, who, like... <laughs> <laughs> who maybe may not want a couch surf. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't she wasn't super keen on the idea, but it's okay. But yeah, so that's my life update. I went to Hot Springs with my mom. She hung out in Memphis a little bit and she was our couch surfer for a few nights. So. Oh yeah, she was. She did surf. I think she's a great surfer. I did come back to the apartment and it was the cleanest I've ever seen it besides when we moved in. Yeah. Wow. So uh yeah, shout Lindsay, out step your game up. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah, Lindsay, why aren't you cleaning my apartment? I get thrown under the bus for no reason. <laughs> just sitting here innocently. All right, guys. So I told you guys last night that you had to show up at the Peabody at 1030 in the morning and I wasn't going to tell you <laughs> what it was about. And I was like, you'll figure it out pretty fast, though. So tell me about your experience. Did you go? Did you figure it out? I think we screwed up because we were we supposed to go to the up. roof? Were no. we supposed to go to the roof? No, you're, you're supposed, supposed to go to, go to the, the roof l- after. Oh, oh, we didn't go to the roof well, after. We, okay. <laughs> okay. So we went into the lobby. Okay, that's fine. Yes. Let's get start. And we then couldn't get close to the front. So it was hard to get the really good. I, but I, wasn't I told you to, to shove I the kids. Really, yeah. I wasn't willing to push <laughs> kids over. You did say to shove the kids. <laughs> I do remember that. No, 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 no. But we went in and we were checking out. We didn't know what we were looking for. So there's all this crowd of people. And then this man like doing like an announcer circus man voice, you know? <laughs> We're like, what is up? So then um, I'm standing away from Clay because I felt like I had a better spot and he did not agree. So we split up. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and, um, and then this guy came over and talked to me and he says, you're not going to have a very good vantage point of the ducks from right here. And I was like, ducks, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) And and he's, and so he was breaking down the ceremony of it all to me. And I was like, what? That's cool. So I spoiled it. (laughs) But clay, clay was over by the red carpet. Ah. Yeah. So when the elevator opened and there were suddenly ducks or they, they talk about it first, don't they? It was a lot of waiting for to see four ducks fly between two people, like a six inch view. Oh, yeah. like, oh, well, that was really, I wish I should have shoved some kids away. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is one of those things where like as the winter stops, you have to get there earlier and earlier and earlier to get yeah. a spot. It was uh, cool. Yeah. That they've been doing that for this um, every day since when? Like 1930s? Yeah, it's an interesting Good story. guess. I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you listening that are not from Memphis, this is at Daniel. the- Daniel from Madrid, <laughs> Daniel from Madrid, and uh, others, hopefully. Um, this is at the Peabody Hotel downtown, and they have what's called a duck master who leads this duck march along a red carpet every single day, 10.30 a.m., 5 o'clock p.m., like five ducks walk <laughs> along this red carpet into the elevator up to their rooftop duck palace. And it, I think it started as a joke. One of the friends was like, I'm going to bring some ducks into this fountain <laughs> in the middle of the hotel. And like 
45 years later or whatever we should fact check i have no idea (laughs) we're starting to make this up so it's like this one time they were going to cook five ducks they all escaped (laughs) into the fountain they thought they were so cute we'll just keep them um my tidbit about the peabody actually and the duck master is that there is a full-time duck master a part-time duck master and an on-call duck master for duck emergencies Hmm. I'm in the wrong business. Which, right? <laughs> I'm sure there are quite a few of duck emergencies. <laughs> I mean, if there's an animal that I figure probably has a high statistic of emergencies, <laughs> it might be ducks. Ducks would be out okay. there. So we didn't go and see the duck palace on the roof. Because then we thought, oh, man, we were supposed to be up on the roof. So can you describe to us the duck palace? The duck palace is they have a mini Peabody hotel that they live in. <laughs> and it's cute and it's just kitschy and you're like i did it i did the thing so what else did you guys do in memphis today Uh, the peabody is really cool by the way i just thought thought the hotel was really cool you're welcome peabody now people are gonna visit you all thanks to us (laughs) i was gonna be like thank you i built it and (laughs) spread some more lies on this podcast (laughs) well we started out with breakfast at sunrise memphis that oh, cool. How was that? So I haven't been yet. That is a new yeah. place. Yeah, it's fantastic. So cool. We loved it. Ch- oh, chicken yeah. sandwich, and I got the kitchen sink plate. So yeah. I guess we're doing a lot of advertising for local businesses right now. <laughs> I had Tabasco honey on my chicken and a biscuit. Whoa. Yeah. It was what? intensely delicious. Tabasco honey. Yeah. Good oh stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. The Peabody Ducks did did start as a joke. <gasps> yes, wow. I was right. It uh, apparently, I guess, it started in Arkansas, but they would Bam. leave their duck decoys <laughs> in the fountain, and the guests loved it so much that they brought real ducks in. And do you know oh. when they started bringing in the ducks? 1930s. You know, by this 1930s. logic, all the tigers on the University of Memphis campus one day might be real tigers. <laughs> <laughs> My alma mater. I hope so. My alma mater in uh, Conway had had bears all over the campus, and like there was a petition that went around one year for us to get a live bear that would just stay on the campus with college kids. Why are you not laughing at because this? Because I'm like I'm thinking about the animal cruelty, and then I'm also Who thinking about that would be cruel to the bear. I, the bear would probably get loose and eat somebody. That's yeah. What I'm getting there at. would be a UCA tragedy when the oh wow wow. Okay, so breakfast at sunrise. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you did. You had breakfast, and then we went to Sun Studios. How was it? It was really cool. So you're for those that don't know, Clay hosts a podcast called Geeking on Music with Lindsay. With Lindsay. Well, we should say Clay hosts it because I'm just I'm there too. But your presence adds so much. (laughs) Okay, don't show yourself, girlfriend. (laughs) Be like, yeah, hell yeah, that's my podcast too. Exactly. I do all the work, and Clay just sits there. Uh, but so you are kind of a music aficionado. That, that might be strong. I, I enjoy music. I, I'm, yeah. I'm enthused by music. So what did you think of Sun Studios <laughs> from like a music perspective? It's really cool. It's cool to go to the, you know, the epicenter ground zero of rock and roll history where mm. it all began. So it's really cool. There it is an X on the floor where Elvis uh, sang the, and recorded his first single. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they told the story that one day Bob Dylan came in. Went straight to that X, kissed it, and then left. So there's a lot of, a lot of history. I was tempted to kiss it as I was well. About to say, so I could yeah. kiss, I have kissed Bob Dylan, but oh. I didn't. <laughs> Everyone's dream is to, yeah, say, to kiss Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Weren't you telling me whose nephew or grandson lives near you? Or Willie Nelson lives near you in Austin? Yeah, well, yeah. Willie outside Nelson, of Austin? Outside of Austin, yeah. Oh, wow. 
So I'm hoping to haunt the same places where he goes for a beer and, you know, maybe bump into him. And, we'll send him yeah. the podcast. He'll probably be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. it was amazing. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys are doing the Blues Trail. Yep. Yeah, what, yeah. what is on the Blues Trail? What cities? Well, it depends on where you start. It's a lot of people will start in Nashville, mm-hmm. then come down to Memphis, and then Clarksdale, and there's some stops on the way. We actually, I just bought a book at... Uh, Sun Studios that talks about the blues trail. So this is more, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in the blues. I love the blues, but I'm more just hoping to come away from this trip with a deeper appreciation and understanding and know more of, you know, the, the different artists and so forth. So I'm, right. I'm really excited to, to head down, down to so the crossroads. Coming <laughs> down to the crossroads. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so coming from a city that has a very current music scene, I have to ask, do you think that blues is still relevant? Well, if you listen to rock and roll, if you, all modern music stems from the blues, so right. essentially. I feel like the people visit us, though, in order to hear like older hmm. music. They have a mindset that it's history versus, I guess, if you went to Austin or Nashville, you would be looking for maybe like the current up-and-comers. I don't know what the perspective I is. See. No, hmm. that makes sense. Well. I, I, I couldn't tell you who is you know, a regular blues musician in memphis so i I guess but i i mean they're same with austin i mean there are some bands that will come up and and they'll get big like spoon and so forth but uh, i don't know i'm just trying to think if uh you know i'm just i'm I'm looking forward to going down on bill street tonight and just hearing all the blues yes i don't i don't know if you could say blues is irrelevant i guess maybe it's not at its peak like it once was Mm -hmm. but i think it'll always have uh, a special spot and I mean, it's, it's undeniable when you throw on some of those old blues records. Just, yeah. Just the, the, I don't know, the emotion that pours out of them, you know. I think blues is a good stepping stone for when you start learning how to play music. Like, I know for me, like, I play guitar, and you learn the blues scale, like, pretty fast. And I think it gives you a good foundation for maybe evolving. Like, you were saying you don't know any blues musicians in Memphis, but I can think of, like, local bands that you can tell they've been influenced by it. Oh, yeah, of course. So that sound will come through, definitely. I, w- I would agree that depending on where the, the local scene is, um, the history of that place will definitely influence and bleed into the, to the modern music. Yeah. I would love to know how you guys started this podcast, this Geeking on Music podcast, what it's about. Like You were telling Carly, I think, last night that it's led to some amazing opportunities. And you guys both mentioned that because you're a photographer, right. Lindsay. And you, I guess, you, you helm the podcast. I, I talk about music. You blog yeah. about music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you blog yeah. about yeah. music. Yeah. You have a Twitter following about music. That You guys get press passes now. Yeah, it's so fun. So tell me how it's this like, all lucky. came about and sort of the passion behind it. Um, can I slip in the beginning? Because yes. <laughs> slip it in, girl. <laughs> Thank you. So um, Clay has always, Clay <clears throat> music is like his language. Mm. And so... I didn't really know this or pay attention to it much in our marriage until a couple years ago. And he would, he got a record player and he's so into them. He would go out to concerts all the time and I wouldn't go with him. He'd go with friends and whatnot. And then he started making some friends who had record players and he would go to listening parties. And I was like, what the hell is a listening party? What are you guys, <laughs> what are you actually doing? You know, like, yeah. and um, anyway, so I finally went one time and they do, they just turn up the music real loud on good speakers and just sit around quietly and listen to it and talk about this and that. And it's so great. A lot of his friends are mu- musicians 
and that makes it fun. But uh, when we'd be at home, Clay just gets so into music, any music that he's listening to, he loves it, and he's always able to point out to me, like, this is something special. Like, listen to this part right here, and this is why it's special. Or he just kind of geeks out on the history of music and everything, every detail behind (laughs) everything. It's like such, such a special talent. And so he is always, like, unloading all this information to me. Huh. So now I just know it by being around him. So I guess it's I have like to ask. like I'm the one geeking on it. Yeah. Well, I have to ask. You just said music is his language. Have you learned more about music through immersion, if it is, like, a language? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel it completely differently now, which is real neat to see how music is actually like a universal language. Mm-hmm. Like it pulls people together. Even today when we were at Sun Studios, there's people from all over the world who are here doing the same thing we're doing, mm-hmm. visiting it for the same reasons. And um, it was just real cool to see that this woman who's like 70 and just loving on Elvis, she said she has <laughs> Elvis posters all over her room oh in gosh. England where she's from. Oh. <laughs> and she was just freaking out. She's like tearing up and everything and it's real cool that like Elvis music comes on and it means something different to me mm-hmm. than it does to her but we both love it so yeah. it's like common ground for everyone Elvis you, never died Go yeah ahead. no you touched on something really interesting was which is that like travel and music can also correlate like mm-hmm. people yeah. doing trips that are solely to go to these like musical cities or places that have all this music history yeah and I wanted to know if you guys like sort of plan this trip based on that yeah, that was it's all it was all about the blues highway. So <laughs> he's like 100%. solid. Yes, we, we ended up having a week where we had uh, you know we didn't have uh, ch- uh, basically we had babysitters. So I thought, hey, let's go hit they have the, kids, let's go everybody. Hit the, yeah, the blues yeah. <laughs> you can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> but to bring it back to how then this all started, yes. Mm-hmm. So Clay would just be like talking to me about all of this and whatnot, and then um, he and a buddy were like well, we talk about music all the time. We should just be recording it, <laughs> you know? And so they did that for a bit. I mean, you can go from there, but it's... I just want to point out that it's something real special about Clay. Oh, so, Carly, well, you never talk about me like that <laughs> as a friend. I've never, heard, I've never heard her talk like this. Either. <laughs> That's what podcasts are for. Well, Clay is crying, everybody. Yeah. He's, not well, crying. I, He's not crying. And really, it just started out as a, a Twitter account where I thought, well, I, I got to stop talking to people's ears off about music. So then I would just start tweeting about music. And I think it's just a, the universal language. And it, it became fun just to see, you know, you'd send out a picture of David Bowie and all of a sudden all these people in Japan would be retweeting it. And so it's like you just see around the world like how it would connect and – so it's a lot of fun, and it just kept growing, and it's a really fun music community um, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. So then I thought, well, I guess the next step is, well, I guess I'll just start talking about music and do a podcast. So that's kind of where it's at now, and it's been fun. And, yeah, we've had a chance to go and um, cover some music festivals, cover concerts. So, you know, I'll write a post about it, and uh, Lindsay does the photography. So it's been really cool. Wow. So you're, what are the unexpected benefits or... Uh, awesome experiences you've had from the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I would say the, just the fact that I can, if I can go to a show and, and uh, get to see, you know, I, live music is the best. I mean, that's the ultimate for me is going to see it live. So if you can get into live shows and, and um, not uh, hurt the wallet so much. Then that's, <laughs> that's, that's so you told me that the first time you guys couch surfed, it was for this festival 
that was kind of like in the northeast part of France, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that you saw Radiohead right after a moon-shaped pool came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you guys want to tell our listeners a little bit about what it was like to couch surf and see the music and kind of combine this idea of like world traveling with like world sharing music? Well, the Radiohead show... It's tough to talk about because I don't remember too much. I had a little too much to drink. <laughs> and it was a long day. So In all his excitement. Love the honesty. Unfortunately, unfortunately <laughs> it's just uh, it was, that one was a little bit of a blur. Um, no, I, I no, think it was honestly it was that really uh, he would be happy about that. Yeah. Tom York? Yeah. Well, yeah. And he was at the end of the night, too. Yeah, and we saw cool. a lot of great acts before then, yeah. too. The, the whole festival was really cool. But, yeah, we um, um, – Decided to try couch surfing, so that, that was our first time last year. We went to this music festival in northern France. Couldn't find a hotel, couldn't find an Airbnb because everything had been booked out. And it was, for us, it was kind of a last-minute planned thing. And luckily, I had heard about couch surfing, um, just listening to a podcast. Somebody mentioned it in passing that, that it was a great way to travel. And I uh, thought, well, that sounds like a really cool way to experience you know, northern France. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd never done anything like that. Every time we've gone traveling previous, it had always been, you know, either camping or hotels, stuff like that. And just really found out after that trip that there's, I mean, it's just night and day, the difference between staying in a sterile uh, hotel, you know, where you're asking the concierge about advice to, you know, what restaurant should I go to? Well, there's a Chili's down the road. That yeah, they're listing off, like, the same things yeah. that, like, they, we are the told everybody. <laughs> yes. And just hanging out and talking and really getting to, you know, see other people's perspective from around the world, different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. We've had a blast with you two. And uh, so, yeah, we, it was awesome. And after that trip, and, and it was primarily uh, Airbnbs, uh, couch surfing, and hostels. In fact, I, we didn't stay in any hotels. That was, yeah, that was what we stayed in. And Airbnb is just like a cheaper, cheaper version of couch surfing, but it's still fun. I still had a blast doing the that. The cheaper version no, 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 of no, no, couch surfing? Cheap, couch surfing is free. <laughs> yes, a cheaper, cheaper experience. Do they pay a cheaper you? Experience. Cheaper experience, <laughs> yeah, but you pay money. You pay yes. money, but it's... A, it, it's I know what you're, I know what you're right. trying to this say. This is actually, honestly, touching on something that I, I was going to save till later, but I think it's relevant now is... I think we live in an age right now where, if especially you guys are on Instagram, you're on Twitter, you're on social media, you guys n- have probably seen all these accounts that are like, hashtag live authentically, hashtag authentic travel. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. These I are don't like the travel Instagrams where it's like somebody talking about Thailand and if you didn't get sick, you didn't have a real experience. Interesting. Things ah. like that. So we're talking about how you guys made the switch from Airbnb, not the switch, but your Airbnb, a hostel, couch surfing, hotels. And I wanted to talk about the idea of authentic travel. And is there such a thing hmm. as inauthentic travel yeah. versus authentic travel? Well, I mean, you can look at the, the levels. Um, if you've ever been to Jamaica and stayed in a resort where you are literally in a bubble mm-hmm. protected by guns. And you, wa- you, <laughs> right. you wander outside the resort compound and you see real Jamaica and it's very stark um, mm-hmm. in contrast. So you can say that you experienced Jamaica by going to one of those resorts, but did you really? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think there, I think you can still have fun. I mean, vacation is vacation, but to me, I am more interested at this point in my life in seeing things, I guess, authentic is a great word that I would use, but I, I mean... I don't, I've never used the word hashtag authentic travel, but maybe I will. Now, yeah, now you should start. I'm so sophisticated. <laughs> what do you think, Lindsay? Oh, I agree 100%. We went on a vacation that, like you said, was fun. 
down to Mexico and um and we were on a bus ride to Tulum and we had come out of our resort where everything's like sculptured bushes and whatnot, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um and the beaches are combed and and then we drove to get to Tulum and everything that I saw along the way I was like, Whoa, that's real life here. Like <laughs> I don't I don't want to be the person that's coming here and staying on their best beaches. Mm. You know, like I felt like we took that away from them, which is so unfair. You took what um, can you elaborate? Like whoever owns that beach now and combs it and makes it fabulous Mm -hmm. for the people who are rich enough to come and use it. Mm -hmm. You're taking it away from the people whose land it actually is. And that's like one of the best benefits of that land is that beach. That's why they bought it, you know? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And so I, um, that, that trip just changed something in me, in my heart, that I didn't, I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to travel that way anymore. Interesting. Hmm. What do you think? So, uh, I was going to say, I don't know what I was going to (laughs) say. Um, no, I do think that. I I don't like I think we've said this before that we don't like to police the way that other people are traveling. Yeah, yeah. I try um, not to. For but sure. at the same time, like the best experiences that I've had while traveling and with talking to people that are on trips is is really the stuff where you're meeting with people and it doesn't necessarily have to be through couch surfing. That's a really great way to do it because you're mm-hmm. staying with somebody and it's super intimate. Yeah. But even just like really taking the time to talk to the local people, talk to your servers at a restaurant when you leave the resort or talking to people, your tour guides, when mm-hmm. you go on a local tour, um, there's a lot of cities that have really passionate people that mm-hmm. are leading tours and want you to learn about their place. Um, stuff like that, I think adds to the auth- authenticity of a travel experience, but yeah. Um, and I also wanted to ask, is there like, what was the reason that you wanted to couch surf on this trip? Yeah. What made you choose and us? Wh- yeah. Why'd you choose us? <laughs> <laughs> we've actually never asked surfers on the podcast why they requested us so this is a great first time to ask that question well if i'm being honest no i'm just joking um, i did send out multiple requests it's okay we <laughs> don't feel I'm, like you cheated I'm on us definitely i'm definitely happy that you accepted our request um well that's the first place that i looked i figured um you know just enjoying that travel last time so much i thought well i'll start with couch surfing if i can't fill that up then we went camping in hot springs and uh, we do have one hotel on this booked on this trip. It's in Clarksdale, uh, but it's supposed to be really cool. I forget some shacks that uh, are supposed to be uh, really cool, uh, give you an authentic feel of kind of that era. So, yeah. uh, but just yeah, I, that's just how I'm interested in traveling now. So if I can find somebody that looks cool, you, I, obviously I'm not going to send a request to somebody that doesn't look cool. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I've been I, pretty I, desperate I, before. I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want my head to end up in a jar. You know, <laughs> I just wanted to kind of to add to the authentic conversation that we had a couch surfer come surf with us. And they said something that I thought was really interesting because at the time I was really trying to make someone in my life understand couch surfing and kind of the way that I liked to travel and experience the world. And I remember they said to me, they said, you can't make them like it or make them see your perspective. You can only entice them. Mm-hmm. You can only throw out little nuggets to pique their interest and have their own heart swayed by it. And I think that's kind of what we're touching at with authentic travel and not policing people. We're not trying yeah. to say like, if you go to, um, I'm trying to think of a place. There's Cancun. So many. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cozumel. Cancun. 
Aruba <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, Qu- Quebec. I don't know. Yeah. And you eat at a McDonald's and stay at the West Inn for five days and you're like, I saw it. I'm not saying that you didn't see it, but mm-hmm. I think enticing you maybe to try couch surfing, to try yeah. a hostel where you get to meet all the other people that are traveling too, or even an Airbnb, like your host can be great and Mm-hmm. Kind of okay. sway that way. That's so true. So the first time that we tried it was in France, mm-hmm. and um, a single woman accepted us, and we hadn't had any any previous couch surfing for her to go off of. So huge <laughs> shout out to Pez for that. Oh, we love um, shout outs on the podcast. Pez. Shout out, <laughs> and um, and we met her, and it was a completely new experience for us, but we thoroughly enjoyed talking with her her points of view on everything Mm. and um just so interesting to talk about the differences between our country and their country and perceptions that we didn't even know existed about us to find that out from such as um man so we're all fat and love mcdonald's i know (laughs) well she she had said that she she would not come to the united states because she didn't want to get shot yeah she was afraid of that and she was like it's a dangerous place you know and And when was this last year Uh, yeah last okay wow so very relevant yeah Yeah. that's crazy Mm -hmm. and she had interesting views on it you know and so we talked about different things and and I, I loved her take on her solutions to our problem or, yeah. you know, it was very interesting. Yeah, because sometimes it's really cool to get like an outsider's <laughs> perspective because yeah. there's all the stuff that you hear being here mm-hmm. in America that people are spewing. But to hear somebody from another country be like, this is what I see when I'm watching the news and yeah. reading this stuff is is really neat. And we found that with a couple of couch surfers, too, mm-hmm. that have like sort of shifted our minds about about certain issues and stuff like that. And it's interesting to see what uh, like how travelers are looking back at their own country, too, because we had South Africans mm-hmm. staying with us when their president like stepped down or got oh. booed. Yeah. Or, and actually, um, say. I, I was reading over the weekend, too, that the situation in South Africa since they've been here has just been declining. Like it's really. Oh, yeah. Politically, exactly like there is about. some crazy stuff going on over there. Yeah. I kind of want to touch base with them and say like cause just because I remember having so many conversations yeah. with them about their political climate and our political climate that I want to know what's like going on with them a little bit. We should do that. We should touch base with them. Let's let's touch some base. But I know that when I was traveling in France like two years ago when the um, the election was happening, I would tell people I was Canadian <laughs> just so I wouldn't have to deal with it. And actually, no. Yeah. In October, I would tell people I was Canadian because yeah. I'd be like, my prime minister is Justin Trudeau. He was hot and not crazy. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, wow, what part of Canada? And I'd just know three places in Canada. And I would just like switch between those. I'd be like, Toronto, Ontario, Vancouver. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's so valuable to have an outside perspective like that. Also, you said something last night that I've been thinking about. So you said Uh-oh. something like, we've got family all over the world. And that's how couch surfing oh. makes you feel. Like you talk about these it really people does. that you're now yeah. concerned about in South yeah. Africa. Like you can put a face to that country now. Mm-hmm. And we have someone we care about in France. It's so true. You know? I love couch surfing for this. Like, And I think not everybody that participates in couch surfing is going to be like that. But there are people like I think we're the two kind of people that are in it for the connections. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's why we're yeah. in it. Some people are in it because they're like, well, I have a spare bedroom. And why wouldn't I let somebody stay there? Like they can mm-hmm. use it. Right. Versus I'm like, you have to hang out with me. It's like <laughs> in my profile. Like, do not request me unless you want to <laughs> hang out. 
Because I will be irritated. <laughs> and now it's like, we'll put a microphone in front of your face and make you share your life story for, <laughs> for people to hear. And uh, It says on our, pro- our, our profile that it's optional. It's definitely optional. Where Nobody like was forced know. to be in this studio right now. We weren't, we weren't given an option. <laughs> well, you also have a podcast, so... I was like, literally just five minutes ago, not five minutes, I don't even know how long it's been now, but we were outside talking and I was like, I'm so glad I don't have to explain the concept of having a microphone in your face (laughs) and putting your mouth next to it so that it can capture sound. (laughs) But anyway, hashtag authentic podcasting. (laughs) 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 Okay. So going back to the idea of like family all over the world, like you guys were just saying there is some sort of, you guys were telling us that we had to come back and stay with you guys Mm -hmm. because something is about to happen or, oh, you were going to like pimp out your house. That was, that's what it was. You guys were like, and you're, you have this big yard right in your new house. Well, we're working toward that. Okay. Um, But I'm excited. I'm very interested in opening up our home for uh, couch surfing. It'd be, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think we also kind of shared um, our experience staying with a guy that had kids in the house, mm-hmm. and they were all like, "How old were they?" Um, I want to say they were like Eight. the youngest was probably like nine. Um, yeah. they were probably like not. I'm just guessing. I, I have no know. idea. I told but you they, last night. <laughs> Christy doesn't know how old children are, so I, she'd I be have like, no idea. I she'd be like, <laughs> they were like three and <laughs> seventeen, like seven years old. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, every baby is one years old. They were. <laughs> They were like, one of them was like middle school age, one of them was high school age, and one of them was elementary age. That's what I'll say. They were cool. like, there was three of them. They were awesome. Um, but this family just loved having people. And I was telling you guys this from all over the world come through. And one of the reasons was so that their kids could grow up just meeting people and having those conversations and those perspectives right. and like just being exposed to that in their house. And the kids were awesome about it. Like oh, yeah. Christy played guitar with one of them. Um, yeah, they I were did. just like running around, like really, really excited to have these people staying with them. Which and it's, they were so natural, which is the funny thing. I feel like sometimes when you go visit, I don't know if your kids do this, but when you have a visitor, do they just like, like focus on them and just like nag, 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 nag. Oh my God, who are you? Hi, hi, hi. I've been like to places like that where a kid has done that to me. Right. I've had that experience. It's but just these, an excited puppy. Yeah. <laughs> these kids like, were living their life. And mm. just focused on themselves, like they would go practice their music, or they would they would like come and like show us a project. They would be like, "Hey, I heard you say you were interested in this earlier. Like, here's what I was talking about." Right. It was like little mini adults, and I think it's because <laughs> also they're like running around like shirtless in the wilderness of Scotland, mm-hmm. so with like these beautiful blonde curls. So it's kind of like ridiculous. <laughs> and then, do you remember how one of them was like a baby genius? Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. they told us the shit about this girl that like she. I, do you remember specifics? I don't because, remember the story. Oh, I'm sorry. But basically it was the parents, so good, though. Yeah. They were just like, she's like a fucking like prodigy. They were all wild <laughs> children. But this one kid was just like, and I believe it, too, because the people we stayed with, have we talked about, we've talked about them on the we podcast, not, but I think we're I would love them. to call him and <laughs> yeah. have him chat with us. But anyway, yeah. So you guys have three kids mm-hmm. and we were talking about how that would be kind of a a thing that would make you a bit uh, weary about hosting couch surfers. Yeah, I mean, it just naturally goes yeah, back to mind. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, so, I can say, but at, but at the same time, it, you know, that other perspective, uh, you know, it does make me think that they could be they probably missing out more than you would be being overly wary. But you can also pick who's coming over. Right. As we were talking yes. through all that. So yeah, and you get yeah. better at figuring out like who is somebody that you want in your house versus and everybody's you you chose wrong with us (laughs) (laughs) i think we chose perfectly (laughs) 
Um, I don't even think it was a debate. I think Curly just was like, hey, these people are coming, which usually means that somebody is great. Yeah. If we don't debate about it and we just accept and we don't talk to the other one. <laughs> Although we, we are in a situation right now where I don't know how many people are coming next week. And they're coming remember. for a while. Like five or six days. <laughs> I don't know who's coming. I don't know how many people. We've re- I got a notification on couch surfing today that was like, how was so-and-so? It was like Victoria. I was like, how was Victoria stay with you? And I was like, who's Victoria? <laughs> uh, Victoria did not stay with me. I don't know who she is. <laughs> Sorry, Victoria. You missed out. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been with us last night at Laughlin Yard as we <laughs> placed last in Hamilton <laughs> trivia, which I don't know if Carly oh. wants to talk about. Um, no. Well, I first want to say that Clay and Lindsay were awesome to come to Laughlin Yard yeah. and they, they don't know anything about Hamilton. They do now. Apparently <laughs> me and, apparently me and Christy don't know anything about <laughs> Hamilton either because I went in there like super confident. I was like, I've seen this shit on Broadway. I've listened to the soundtrack so many times. Like I, I did this like little, like we both went on the shitty website that had a Hamilton <laughs> quiz. I got like everything right on this quiz. So I was like, I'm good. <sighs> and then, uh, we placed last. We did. Um, but you guys, like, we had a good time. Us. We had a good time. So you cool tasted place. some local Memphis beers, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then we went out to Huey's after, as we as we always I do. Love and Huey's so much. Shot our toothpicks into the ceiling. And You're welcome, Huey's. Now everybody will eat at your restaurant because <laughs> we mentioned you on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Huey's, I will mention you every episode. <laughs> Huey's, sponsor me at Huey's <laughs> at me. <laughs> At me on Twitter. <laughs> so sometimes we like to bring up stuff that's on people's couch surfing profiles. Mm. And um, okay. I don't know what says, what's on mine. Well, just in your one amazing thing I've done, it says that you did an 80-mile backpacking trip. Yeah. So what was that like? And where did you go? That was intense. <clears throat> uh, it was you went to... <laughs> it was literally intense. <laughs> it was, <laughs> no, it was no, actually, I slept in a tarp. So I wasn't in a tarp. It was in tarps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was an in tarps experience. <laughs> so... Uh, it's, it was up in the Uintas, which uh, it's in the northeast of Utah. It's the longest east-west mountain range in oh. the uh, United States. So. Cool. Learning today. Yeah. It was fun. Um, cool. I, I'm still dealing with a foot injury from it a couple of years later. So what? I did really. What happened? Uh, did you have like a 127 hours situation? No, it wasn't that bad. Um, oh, okay. It, but, he uh, still but has I, both of his feet. I just checked. <laughs> yeah. I've had a lot of knee and foot problems and training for that 80 miler just kept getting worse and worse. And then it was, oh, it was really bad for most, but you the problem is Lindsay dropped us off. Lindsay and uh, one of my buddies, um, wives, they dropped us off at the trailhead and we had our vehicles on the other side, 80 miles away. So there was yeah. no option, but to just keep hiking through the pain. So it was, but it was fun. It wasn't, Wow. What is like uh, the most memorable experience from that? Oh, just uh, <clears throat> the whole thing. It's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint anything. I, I've got a really good group of friends. And so just hanging out with them, campfires, you know, after a long day of hiking, I mean, that's always the best. Just this isn't the kind of trail where you like get a nickname, right? Uh, I don't have a nickname. Do you it's guys know all, about it's not this? like a, no. I would love to do a through hike one yeah, day. Yeah, that's where it is. It's like the, a, yeah. the Appalachian Trail and I think the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah, the Appalachian You get a nickname, but somebody else has to give you your nickname. Who's giving out so these nicknames? So my friend hiked with a guy that his nickname was Sandwich. And I don't know why his nickname was Sandwich, <laughs> but he's eating a sandwich. they nicknamed him Sandwich. <laughs> or maybe like he gave everyone that he came across on the trail a sandwich. Maybe he looked like a sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> This is all speculation. <laughs> we, have, we have no idea. But his name is Sandwich. So this wasn't like a like a nickname. You didn't receive a didn't, name. I didn't receive a nickname. Gimpy. Maybe. We should we should give. <laughs> let's give him a nickname right now. Okay. So you your foot hurt. You got bad knees. 
This is turning into a roast. <laughs> I know. No, it could be like a nice nickname. Like, what was it? I didn't hear what she said. I didn't have a nickname. I just started she listing said this negative is, things. About this is turning into a roast. Um, hmm. Croissant. Croissant. Is that because of my keychain? No, it it literally is the first thing that popped into my head, but I think it's because we were talking about sandwich. So I was like, croissant. All right. I think uh, <laughs> limp hobble. Limp croissant. Limp <laughs> croissant. I love it. It's, it's kind of like an off-brand version of limp biscuit. <laughs> limp croissant. If you uh, it's the French version of limp biscuit. <laughs> wow. I'm like squeezing Carly like on the podcast and I'm laughing because I think I'm so funny. Wow. So how long? How long did that 80 mile trip take you? We did it in seven days. Whoa. And if I was to do it again, I, my goal would be to do it in three days. What? So really? That's what I would really like to do. So how many miles would you walk? Well, I guess I could well, do we did. Well, <laughs> we did 20 days or 20 miles the last day. That, uh-huh. And that one, that, that one really took a toll. But for the most part, we do 10, 7 to 10 miles a day. Lindsay, then, do you have any interest in joining these long mile hikes? No. <laughs> she just cried at I, home the whole time. I cried the whole time. <laughs> what? I didn't even sleep. Because you were like days. nervous or? Yeah, because I could see the mountain ranges down in the valley and the oh. whole week solid thunderstorms up <gasps> in those mountains. And I was like, he doesn't have any cell service. They're you just up there. Phone? And if someone gets struck by lightning, great. Like, when am I even going to know? So I'm just like listening to thunderstorms and worrying the entire time. He got home and I was like, I survived. That so, so sweet was, and so stressful. <laughs> well, yeah. And usually I don't worry, but that that trip real really worried me. Mm. But I'm so glad he went on it, you know? Yeah. It rained the whole time. Yeah. Yep. It was wet the whole time. <laughs> that Hence the tarps. Every time I go camping. <laughs> and I never prepare for it. I'm the person that my tent will be filled with water and I'll be like, really, Christy, you didn't foresee this? This is the fourth time (laughs) that's happened in a row. (laughs) I love camping, though, and I've gone on smaller backpacking trips with Clay Mm -hmm. and completely fallen in love with them. But I'm not not up for some crazy, intense (laughs) haul. I love to. I'm real slow in nature. I take a lot of time to look at things. But that just means that you would be in the front. I think. No. Did you guys know that? You're supposed to put the slowest person in the front. Wow. We wouldn't go very fast. Christy always puts me in the front when we're... (laughs) (laughs) Like when we were biking through New Orleans, you're like, you go in front of me. (laughs) Well, that's how you do it. Because like, I I have been the slowest person on a hike. Mm -hmm. And like... You see your friends and they pause in front, like way before you. Right. So you're like, you're like, God damn it, I'm yeah, slow. Yeah. So they get up there, and by the time you get there, they've been bored for the like last five I or know. ten minutes, and they're like, All right, let's go. And you're like, yeah. I just huffed and puffed over here, yeah. and now y'all are refreshed and want to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You so didn't get um, a rest. So yeah. I started like tooting that that rule to my friends in college, be like, uh, Excuse me, I need to be first. <laughs> there we go. And then uh, I found some new friends, so now I'm not the slowest. <laughs> <laughs> new friends. New friends <laughs> named Carly. <laughs> Cheers just to you. new friends. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're having a great time. We're just making new friends everywhere. You know, that's kind of crazy about couch surfing is because I feel like I've just made so many friends. I mean, you're just trying to find people that are slower than you, right? So no. you can like <laughs> scope like, them out. Do not that. request me unless you walk this many miles how per fa- hour. <laughs> how fast? Yeah. How fast do you walk your mile? Because <laughs> we're going to go on some walks and... 
you need to be in the front. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it really, we really have made so many friends. And like, you guys put a pin in our little pin map. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I love that. And that was what we were talking about earlier with like having people in all these different places and mm-hmm. like that you can put a face to all of those countries is like really amazing when you like can visualize it like that. Yeah, that is really true. I've really never thought about that until you brought that up, Lindsay, putting a face to a country. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a lot of pressure, too. Yeah, like they're like I have one person representing Romania right now. <laughs> well, and you're the face. You're the face. I was just thinking people. that. I was oh, like, yeah. I am. We're the face, probably of Memphis, because usually people aren't like. <laughs> That's what I like to think. <laughs> <laughs> am I not? That's what I, That's what I tell myself. Okay. That's what morning. you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. Like I just because like people that are coming to the U.S. are not like I came to the U.S. and I only went to Memphis, Tennessee, and then I went back on my plane <laughs> yeah, and went back to Romania. Wait, so they're seeing. Didn't a lot. someone literally do that? Not that I know. Did Maria do that? No, she went to New Orleans. Oh. But you might be the only person that Shout they're out couch surfing with, right? That's possible, yeah. That they're getting um, intensely, or like intimately connected with someone there. Yeah. You know? And I hope that we encourage people to start couch surfing more. Well, you know, we've had a lot of people that have surfed with us and then they start hosting. Yeah. Which is, I, I love that because I like the idea of paying it for Because I surfed for a long time before I ever got the, the ability to host. And now I prefer hosting. Mm. So maybe you'll prefer hosting. Yeah. Hosting is awesome because you get to live your life and have fun people versus when you're traveling, it's all kind of fun. Mm -hmm. So it's all new. It's all interesting. And then like when you're able to have someone in your house and like kind of break up your day to day mundane routine, it's awesome. Yeah. I agree. Interesting. When I, when Clay brought up the idea to me of couch surfing, I was like, whoa, that's kind of living on the edge, you know, <laughs> like, you don't know. And yeah. we were going to a completely different country in the first place. And I was nervous. And anytime that I told anybody where we were going, oh, you got to watch out there. Like that place mm-hmm. is real scary, you know, or we got mugged there this time. And I felt so much fear from people before we left our trip. Mm-hmm. And then I got to different places. And I mean, you learn that through travel anyway being in different places that maybe you have heard of as scary or have this preconceived notion about it. But I think that you find with people everywhere that um, there's a lot of good out there. Mm -hmm. And I loved finding that in the person that we went couch surfing with. And then taking like a moment to think, um, I don't think the world is as scary a place as we think it is sometimes. Yeah. And this gives that a chance to go and be trusting. Like, all right, all right, I'm sleeping in your house tonight. (laughs) Please, you know, I'd like to leave with all my things and in one piece when I go, you know. And you, you are putting a lot of trust into those people. Yeah. And yet it's one of the greatest experiences that I've ever had by like, um, putting forth that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that we have, obviously we had a great experience, which is why we're doing it again. And we plan to do it in the future. I think yeah. that is the perfect bow tie ending for our episode. <laughs> that was so beautifully put. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Clay. They guys, they host a podcast. It's called geeking on music. You can follow mm-hmm. them on Twitter, Instagram, um, other social media things. Yeah. Just at geeking on music. Twitter, keep- Twitter is where I, you know, hang out the most and then Instagram uh, I'll throw stuff on every yeah. once in a while find Clay find Lindsay listen to their podcast 
And guys, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and all the social media things that you can find people on. At Surf Memphis Pod. At Surf Memphis Pod. Thanks so much for listening, guys. The Proceeding is an OM production. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com. Let OM help you get the word out on your service, product, or endeavor. Email info at theoamnetwork.com 